welcome to Seeker Insensitive, a podcast where we're going to talk about sort of 155 pod adjacent sounds, music, some might even call it. Wow. Today on the pod, we have the very talented Jordan Lane, who is a style consultant. Honestly, one of the best dressed men I've seen on the internet that doesn't have someone else dressing them. (laughs) Thank Um, you. Also uh, the host of the podcast, Holy Shit, I Have ADHD, as well as uh, formerly being of the Steven Tyler Book Club. Hello. Hi. Hello. How you living? Oh, lots of things are good. I'm, I'm living pretty well. I'm, I'm living a little bit sleep deprived lately. My s- sleep schedule has been a little out of whack, but uh, you know, I'm, I'm dealing. I've, I've got my mint tea. It's a beautiful snowy day here in Calgary, Alberta, and I'm ready to listen to 56 uh, straight tracks by the Split Hairs. Yeah. I forget that it's winter in other places. Um, it's like 80 degrees today. Anyway. Right. Um, so as Ron was saying, today we're going to be listening through Mucho Themes, the split hairs comp of themes for 155. Hey, wow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> who would have thought? If you don't know, because I know that there are a few uh, people who listen to this podcast who do not listen to 155, you know, my best friend, my husband, and my mom. Um, <laughs> Split Hairs did a unique theme for the entire first year of the 155 podcast each week. As a result, there are a fucking lot of them. I believe we're going to be listening to these in about four theme chunks to kind of go chronologically through the pod one month at a time. So there is also a Sclusi in which Nick and Sam from Split Hairs go through this themselves. But what do they know? They just wrote it. Um, <laughs> it, 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 you know, so, you, you, you can't trust the artist's take on their own work. They're too close to it. You need, yeah. you need a couple of psychos that have sat around and made a bunch of uh, songs for free. In fact, actually paid for the privilege for, for a podcast uh, to sit and, and really evaluate the merits of someone else's work. Exactly. Clearly, we are the best qualified for this. So we're going to listen to weeks uh, one through four right now, which all have actual names. Piss, Tony and Jer, Zitz, and Chuggers. I love some of the titles on these. Here we go. So thoughts on the first month of the pod, or well, I guess the themes from it. First first one is obviously the classic. That's the one we're hearing most of the time now, uh, now that they've stopped kind of using or, or doing a new theme every week. The, the the classic mode theme, I'm a big fan. All of these are like, it, it you know, they're such a good band. I don't usually listen to kind of like garage rock or garage influence stuff, but I really, really like the split hairs. There's There's a lot of like, 
cool um, guitar leads and stuff going on there. There was a little bit of the keyboard in the Zitz theme. I think it was a keyboard, whatever was doing that, that kind of high plucky thing over the top. Yeah, there's like, it almost reminded me of Devo a little bit, I feel like that third one. Yeah, I, I really, I think the third one Zitz might be my favorite. Mm. Probably a thing I will say over and over again over this comp. Um, <laughs> but that's the one that I get stuck in my head most often. That said, of course, the week one, the which is the one that we hear all the time, piss. I always think it's going to be half as long as it is, like, <laughs> which isn't a problem. I just uh, every time it goes into the the second set of one fifty five, yeah. it throws me. I realize I can't actually like describe the parts very well because the lyrics to every single one of these yeah. is a variant on one fifty five. So uh, you know, it's great. <laughs> It's like, um, yeah, it's, well, it's like kind of the shoegaze version or it's kind of the uh, the, the motorhead version or whatever. We're just going to have to get very, uh, very, very vibes based with it, I guess. Yeah. As is the way. That said, I absolutely love that with the exception of a couple of them, they did not know what song they would be covering walking into these. Uh-huh. So on some of the ones that like kind of match, uh, that's just kismet. That's just cool stuff <laughs> that happened. So next set. Yeah, the split hairs Xmas, which is for Merry Christmas, Ass for Flying Saucer, Cloud for 40 Ounce Dream, and I believe it's nine or maybe none. It has a asterisk in place of the vowel there for I was a teenage anarchist. So. Okay, that last one shreds. Those are all so, so good. And yeah, that last one definitely does shred. <laughs> yeah, those are all so good. And and what I liked, I can't remember if it was the second or the third one that we know it was. Yeah, the flying saucer attack one had the, the, you kind of do do the four on the floor, very garagey Tom based kind of rock beat. Those are really yeah. fun. I always like hearing the so much fun. I also really liked uh, the good Charlotte theme was very cool. Uh, oh, the, yeah. the, the cloud one, a little bit kind of more chilled dingier. out. Yeah. Of course, the the Christmas one is really cool, too. I obviously have a soft spot for that one since I uh, threw a lot of sleigh bells on my own track for the Crass Comp as well. And then, yeah, and then they, they, they kind of get that that noodly little uh, barbed wire guitar line over the top. It's really cool. Honestly, if you're not throwing uh, a bunch of sleigh bells over your Christmas song, what are you even doing? Or your Dr. Uh, Dre song, for that matter. I mean, uh, we shouldn't just limit it, the sleigh bells to Christmas, right? Absolutely. So, next one. Well, I have listened through all of these a couple times. 
could not tell you the difference between most of them. <laughs> um, so we're actually going to do a uh, five on this one. Week nine is 808 for my 36 favorite punk songs. And then we get into Gobuary for, you know, the next Gobuary. Yeah. Which Gobuary, I was more or less unfamiliar with Gob running into Gobuary. Sure. So, because I'm an American. Because you're an American. Exactly. Yeah, we we, we totally understand. Yeah. But anyway, so this was five weeks in a row of songs I didn't know, <laughs> uh, <laughs> including uh, this, my 36 favorite punk songs, which is also one of my favorite covers that I did. You can check that out on uh, my Bandcamp, altheolater.bandcamp.com, just promoting everything all the time, trying to lose less money from this. So uh, week nine, here we go. So judging by the themes, they definitely knew it was Gobuary. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, you know, there, there's there's a lot of diversity there. But one thing I can hear in each of those five tracks is Gob. Yeah. <laughs> Who knew, man? Yeah, um, that that first track. Um, do you are you familiar with that band Raspberry Bulbs? I am not, but I'm intrigued by the name. So they're like they're they're a band that came out of that band Bone All, who's like a black metal kind of hardcore punk band. And uh, their later stuff from like their second LP onwards, I can only describe it as like evil garage. And that's what that first track sounded like a lot. It was like, it was like an evil version of Wipeout. It was pretty sick. Yeah, I, I, that was definitely my favorite from that block. Though, quite frankly, the, this also had a lot of diversity to it. Mm -hmm. And that's oh, it's so good. I, I realized that uh, in doing this podcast, I now see uh, Sam and Joe's problem uh -huh. and that you do kind of run out of ways to be like, so the shit rips, uh -huh. <laughs> um, but whatever. No, it, I, I also really liked the third one there, the one that was like a, a power violence theme. Oh, yeah. It reminded me of all the stuff I listened to when I was like 16, 17, 18, where, you know, I would spend my hard earned coffee shop money on some seven inches and then my parents would be like what the absolute hell are you listening to because you know it's like oh yeah there's 37 songs on this and they're all about eight seconds long and it rules <laughs> i well what i especially like about this and again i don't know their whole process because i'm not them and it's also something that is easy to lose track of when you're not listening to them all in a row 
But they jump from that to something way more mellow and twice as long, like in a week. And that's, Uh and I realized that they weren't writing these on a week by week basis because that would be nonsense as far as like booking studio time goes. Right. Uh, Because these all also sound good. I say in a surprised tone of voice for some reason, (laughs) like, of course they sound good. They're great. They're Um, musicians. (laughs) Yeah. Who knew? Professionals even. Crazy. Um, like I, I don't know I I've definitely submitted a lot of stuff to the pod that kind of sounds like garbage but like I don't know if they were actually you know uh, indebted to do so so <laughs> um, I don't think you're st- I don't think you've, you've submitted any garbage in fact I was going to say earlier that I think that it's really cool that despite not having heard gob you still submitted every week I, I yeah. don't know if there was any that I submitted to where I hadn't heard the track already because that's that's just not yeah. me. <laughs> I, I will say that I didn't do my gob covers came at the end because I was catching up so I had heard all of the songs at least right. half a time um, when I actually did it but there were several weeks in which I did not know what was going on yeah because I'll, I'll be perfectly honest my taste runs like high octane pop music Mm -hmm. and midwest emo and that's it (laughs) so or at least where my knowledge base comes from moving forward the next couple themes here uh, that we are going to be talking about track d which was the theme for inside out which i still feel bad about that one that i don't remember inside out which one was that it's the the eve six song Oh, I don't even know if I listened to that one, but yes, okay, I I know now, yeah. Yeah, it was Democracy Gone Terrible. Week 15, Fizz, which was for A Year in the Past, Forever in the Future. Week 16, Bev, for Wild Boar. And week 17, which is just called Track 17, for Dick of Death. Nice. Uh, All of which, well, with the exception of Inside Out, are songs I had not heard before the pod. So, look, it's exposing people to things <laughs> so here we go love me like a Frankie Valley doo-wop homage mm-hmm. <laughs> and that one was so good I love it the third one there yeah the third with one with the sort of is that is that a bossa nova rhythm is that what you call that I think bossa nova is a little a little swingier okay 
Yeah, I, I just can't I can't think of what that that kind of rhythm is called, but it's interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah. Four tops like nonsense. Yeah. <laughs> Something I liked about the first one uh, that is really just kind of like it's interesting to think about, uh, you know, not only kind of how music changes because of culture, but also like technology and just it, it's in, uh, so something that I think is really cool that obviously couldn't exist without a microphone is songs where the music is really loud. The vocals are kind of whispery and quiet over top. And the, the first track was kind of like that, where everything was very overdriven and raw and blown out. And then you had this kind of like this kind of quiet, singy vocal over top. And it's like uh, that, that's a contrast that I always think is really neat in music. Yeah, the. I always hate to say like a wimpy vocal because I don't mean it negatively, but like sort of the the wimpy vocal over like the the strong line is yeah. always good. Love Absolutely, it. that that last track too, the guitars, the kind of like note bending stuff reminded me a little bit of like uh, uh, a faster modest mouse, like like the early modest mouse stuff. And yeah, I really like that band too. So, yeah. are they a Midwest emo band? Where are they from? Um, I honestly don't know. Uh, okay, so Modest Mouse is one of those bands that like, I know Isaac Brock is a monster. And so I really <laughs> like two of their albums and yeah. then have refused to let myself go any further. Sure. Yeah, I, I haven't. I've, I've bought <laughs> Lonesome Crowded West, uh, you know, when I was 17 or 18. And that's pretty much the only one that like I still return to on any semi regular basis. And that's maybe every couple of years. Yeah, you know, it's uh, it, it, it can be tough to separate the art from the artist sometimes, and I understand uh, why some people don't want to. <laughs> yeah, uh, and I mean, with that one in particular, I, you know, you find out someone is shitty, like, before you get super deep into it, mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. like enough that, I don't know, The View is a catchy song, <laughs> you know, that sounds like me totally letting people off the hook but that's not what I mean it's that I only have the enough mental effort to just like dismiss catalogs I don't know um no I, I totally get what you mean I mean I've I'm not like a Woody Allen fan I understand there's a lot of people who are and also recognize that he's kind of a shitty person but he also yeah. makes movies they like and and you know you you can hold those two thoughts at the same time like it's yeah. it's it's not a, an impossible gap to bridge <laughs> yeah um, I don't know, uh, especially because I feel like most of the, again, not to get into like an art from the artist talk, but I feel like most of the music that I like, I don't know anything about the bands or I know everything about them. Right. So <laughs> typically when I find out someone is canceled, it's after I have dedicated a lot of my oh, time. No. <laughs> so, but you know, these things happen. Yeah. Luckily, Taylor Swift is never going to do anything wrong, so <laughs> I just know it. Nice. Um, so, next set. Week 18 was for LGFUAD. It's called Track B. Week 19, Track G, Wake the Dead. Uh, week 20, 182, The Moon is Down. And uh, week 21, Frank Phone, Southbound. Some of these have such good names. Definitely. Yeah. Track G. But to, to denote, it's not francophone like it is francophone, which is very good. Uh, <laughs> the things I find funny. Anyway.
So thoughts. Well, uh, number 19 uh, has a killer bass line and all those little sound effects littered throughout the belch, the cat meowing, all that stuff. That is is one of my definitely top five all-time show themes from, from <laughs> 155. I love that version. It, it was so funny the first time I heard it, and, and I loved hearing it again on the, on the Sclusi and then again now. Uh, yeah, so so big fan of that one. Uh, the number 18 reminded me a lot of the second theme that we heard today. It's got a similar kind of like drum pattern, similar kind of like uh, a little bit, little bit kind of slower. I don't want to say shoegazy, but like a little bit kind of more plodding. And then you have like a couple of real uh, nice up-tempo tambourine numbers to close her off there. So yeah, uh, I really like the vocals on the track or the eighteen, mm-hmm. where he goes into the wobble. Love yeah. the wobble, but yeah, I, I also the one in French took me by surprise in a big way the first time I heard it. Again. Not sure why, um, just was not expecting that, and uh, it, it got me. Um, well, sometimes even I forget that we're a bilingual country, and I live here, so. Yeah. See, if it was one of those things where it came up in Spanish, like, I would not have right. been surprised at all, but Phoenix. Punch um, <laughs> it. Moving forward. So the first one, week 22, is called Help, and it was for Supermodel which that was a great episode. I think it's underrated. Mm-hmm. And then we get into Green May, which we're just going to play the samples here. However, on the Split Hairs Bandcamp, there is a full 10-minute version of them doing Jesus of Suburbia, <laughs> both in the style of 155 themes and then also a regular cover. So check that out. I believe it's just splithairs.bandcamp.com or you can find it through the magic of Googling, I assume. Uh, watch me being unhelpful. <laughs> so, three, two, one. One five five. One five five. One five five. One five five. One five. So good. Such a good block. Yeah. My, the, the only thing that I don't like about it is if I am recalling correctly, Jesus of Suburbia has five movements and that only had four. <laughs> um. <laughs> okay. So, so I, I, I'm, it's confession time here. I am 
so, so far out of the loop on Green Day. I literally, I haven't listened to any of their albums other than Dookie. And, and so I have no context for like American Idiot, the musical, any of that kind of stuff. So this is, this is maybe a silly question. Those, those Green Day themes, were those all Green Day covers, but done as, the, as theme songs? That was all a cover of one Green one Day Green song. Day song. Oh, yeah. Okay, got it, got it. So yeah, so that's that's totally uh, my 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 thoughts on these next few are, are going to be like not that helpful then because like I said, I'm not sourceful for the uh, not familiar with the source material. But uh, one thing that I did find interesting, uh, theme 25 there. I don't know what part of of Jesus of Suburbia that corresponds to, but it's almost a dead rip off of the rip. Excuse me, the riff for uh, Children of the Grave by Black Sabbath. Like dun 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 yeah. Yeah, um, it's 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 very very similar vibes in the drums and stuff too on that one. Yeah, I I believe that comes from uh section 3, I don't care, which it would not surprise me at all if it was actually a direct rip just I don't know, it was 2001. Life was different then. Um, <laughs> well, if you're, if you're going to steal riffs, that's a great riff to steal. Yeah. 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 <laughs> the only other thing I had to say about that block was uh, the 22, the last one before we got into the Green Day ones, reminded me a lot of, of Baby Tyler's styles, uh, particularly in kind of the vocal processing and, and the overall like sound. And I recognize that, you know, that's not unique to him. A lot of that is just kind of like garage production styles, but it, the, the vibes were definitely there. So, yeah. And quite frankly, we should all be talking about Baby Tyler all the time uh, <laughs> because he's just great. In fact, we just did a tribute to him mm -hmm. uh, on Nation on Nation, which I've linked before. I don't know. His stuff is always exciting. Uh, mm -hmm. Talented kid. I don't, I don't know what baby. we. I don't know what we did as like a, a community to deserve some of the people that uh, regular regularly recorded covers and baby tyler is one of them <laughs> well you know we could just say that we don't deserve them the world's an unjust place and uh, the great people never get their dues and and so we get to uh, you know profit from from their misfortune of, of never truly <laughs> it by by getting to hog all of these beautiful pieces of art to ourselves it's it's true unfortunate but true <laughs> i mean they're there's like if life was truly fair then uh, shoes robinson's uh two of want would have won a Grammy and it didn't so there you go he wasn't even nominated <laughs> he, he would have won in a just world Shoes Robinson would have won Nate Roos's Grammy yeah there you go I think he would have been like six but you know um <laughs> no 2012 I'm not gonna do the math on Shoes Robinson right now <laughs> anyway so weeks 27 through well, let's do yeah 27 through 30 which was Hunk June which I love that Punk June was a month because they share U and N. <laughs> was, was that the reasoning? I didn't catch that. Yeah, it was. <laughs> it's not even an internal rhyme. They just share yeah. letters. So 27, Slinky for I wish I was a punk rocker with flowers in my hair. Uh-huh. For summer holiday versus punk routine. Uh, week 29, Brat for Am I Punk Yet? Which might actually be longer than the song am i punk yet <laughs> and uh week tw or week 30 the blues for immigrant punk which again democracy gone terrible <laughs> i tried 
for for those of you who are my husband, mom, or friend, <laughs> we used to have wildcard weeks where the listeners would vote on what we would hear. And then there was a, the theme for this month was it had to have the word punk in it. The top five were all Google Bordello songs, <laughs> of which three of them did not actually have the word punk in it. They just made up a title. And there was both some collusion going on as well as some, some ballot box stuffing. Oh, jeez. Uh, and then we got wildcard week taken away from us because that's why we can't have nice things. <laughs> so, um, here we go. Oh, gotcha. Excellent. I, I love how, well, I love a lot of things about these, but in the, the week 27, it's appropriately named, it's called Slinky, and it very mm -hmm. much was, Yeah. <laughs> um, except just due to the tonality of, um, I don't know, one of the split hair's voices, it couldn't quite be like smooth. Right. <laughs> uh, which that sounds like I'm being shitty. I'm not. I don't think it is. It's yeah, it's just, you know, so, so we're not we're not all equally suited to to certain things as much no. as, you know, like, like the time I tried to uh, sing, uh, what is that song called? Hyper Ballad by Bjork at karaoke. You know, I learned that night that as great as my voice is, there are certain things that it's not adapted for. So, yeah, but but I, I like that it's like almost really sexy and then just just misses. Totally. Uh, and I, I'm curious about something else with that song. So, 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 so at the end, the bass does not resolve the riff. It, it ends on, on what you might think of as like a bum or weird note. And I, I don't know how you feel about that. I feel like I, I, I have to sneeze when like something doesn't resolve like that. Like, like, I feel like I'm just like, come on, get it out. Like, like, you know, you know, when you're just like waiting and you, I don't, I don't know if you're a, a photosensitive person, but there's certain type of people who can like look at the sun and maybe that triggers their sneezes. Yeah, I'm just like, I'm just like looking at the sun. I'm looking all around the room. I'm listening to it five times in a row, hoping that it will resolve differently at the end this time. But uh, I always like those kind of like th those, those red herrings like that. <laughs> Part of this may be a symptom of that I primarily play experimental, but every, but either A, I don't notice when that happens or when it does, I'm like, hell yeah. <laughs> No one gets to be satisfied in this world. Right. It's all chaos. So, uh. and then the the twenty ninth one uh, that brat I think it was called reminded me yeah. the drum machine sounds and kind of like drum machine and bass led. I don't know if you know that band Native Cats out of Tasmania. 
I don't, but uh, like again, super, I feel... super good kind of like, uh, what, what do you call it? Sprexagong, like post-punk stuff. Very, very cool band. I mean, also uh, just deeply cool to pull a, a Tasmania ref. <laughs> well, it's funny because when I was making that note, I almost, I actually wrote Tasmanian cats. And then I was like, that's not the name of the band. They're from Tasmania. What the hell is the name of the band? And then it took me a sec, but <laughs> anyway. Yeah, and then we had like some blues wrapping it all up, you know, not, yeah. not quite totally classic, like dad blues, but uh, certainly within the wheelhouse. No, it was definitely like country bar blues, mm -hmm. which like is, is a genre that I know is not actually called that. Um, but you know, the kind of blues you hear in country bars. Absolutely. Um, definitely. Very, very, a, sorry, go ahead. Uh, I live in the American Southwest, but it's definitely like, a very specific kind of almost jangly that I just adore. But... <laughs> yeah, there's there's lots of uh, lots of venues fitting that kind of western and blues description around Calgary too. So that's uh, you can definitely hear a lot of that kind of music going out on a weeknight. So, <laughs> yeah. oh, all right. So uh, let's see what was the next. I think we're on thirty-one through four. 30, uh, 30 through 34, I was trying to remember what the theme was. And it was the Travisants, uh, which I have given a lot of life effort to declaring my, or to, to call the shot that there's going to be a Travis Barker feature on Reputation Taylor's version. So mm. I'm not going to go into it, but I can't not say it when we mention Travis Barker. So. Right. Um. Yeah, that's a, the, the key to, <laughs> no, no, nobody's going to remember your prediction uh, if you only Unless say, you it, say it a lot. Exactly, yeah. exactly. You got to saturate, saturate, saturate. And then if it doesn't end up coming true, you know, you say, oh, well, this is going to happen at a later date, just like this uh, apocalypse. Yeah. Well, and, and perhaps more importantly, that album has not yet been re-recorded. She legally can't do it until November. Ah. And so I'm also manifesting, right? <laughs> if I get yeah. it out into the air enough, it could become a possibility. Right, right. So, here we go. I believe, yes, because 35 is next month. I love the like incredibly lo-fi shoegazy theme that they did for the week that is all like industry plant TikTok rappers. <laughs> um, <laughs> like it feels like that combination feels really good. Yeah, that's, it's funny. I don't know, again, that this is very Canadian, how your, your knowledge of Sloan is. Do you have a working knowledge of Sloan, the Canadian indie rock group? 
I'm aware of its existence. Yeah. So, so that, that theme really reminded me of one of their early singles called 500 up, which is one of my favorite songs. So that was a, that was a cool one to hear. And then, yeah, I also, I loved 31, a kind of like uh, a, a hardcore band singer uh, just starting their set version of the theme. I loved yeah. that one. And yeah, and there's that, I really like the 34 as well. It's got that, I feel like it's produced a little bit differently, kind of more sharp and cleanly than a lot of these other themes are. And, and it's a little bit kind of more, more tight in the arrangement too. It's, it's a bit different in a cool way. On that first one, I do like that it ended with a call to action. Yes. Uh, <laughs> you know, we should open the pit and then fucking go. Um, always appreciate being told uh, what to do. Well, not only that, but 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 taking a task and breaking it down into smaller steps. They they yeah. don't assume that you know that you need to open up the pit before you can get into it. Like exactly, uh, lesser lesser bands might just take that knowledge for granted. So, right, and really, how are we supposed to create an inclusive scene if we're not you know explaining the way things work? So, <laughs> well, I, I'm um, I'm gonna go down one more quick uh, detour here then before we resume. But um, there's an, a, an 80s uh, hardcore band called Crucial Youth that were kind of um, a parody of like uh, kind of posy straight edge bands, uh, and all their songs were about like how to brush your teeth properly and you know like uh, picking up people when they fall down in the mosh pit and all that kind of stuff. And all of their album art was like you know comics about about safety squirrel teaches like safe moshing and all this kind of stuff and very very funny fun band so anyway it just kind of reminded me of that so on on a similar story a couple days ago i went to go see uh, wonder years with mm. a friend of mine and uh this friend of mine and i are both uh tiny white women uh-huh and someone and we're standing up towards the front and someone actually taps us on the shoulder and goes you know when they start with come out swinging like that's not a suggestion <laughs> Like, so you guys might want to like find some space, which A, didn't really care for the misogyny, but was a good line. Right. <laughs> um, so did you in fact find some space? We ended up sort of dipping out a little bit because, or not, we stayed in for the first few songs, but as it turns out, that was our first time at a show of that uh, size and caliber in like yeah. three years. Oh, wow. You know, because of that pandemic or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, so we were both like, uh, maybe we should not be shoulder to shoulder with a bunch right. of strangers, but yeah, good show. That yeah. said, if you have an opportunity to go, I don't know if that tour is coming to Canada, but if it is, you should go to it. You know uh, what? That's another band that I haven't heard. Um, so I'll have, I'll have to get around to checking out the Wonder Years one of these days. Yeah. I'll, I had not gotten into the Wonder Years until after I bought tickets because I... Spanish love songs was opening and I love Spanish love songs. Oh, okay. And so then I kind of worked backwards from there. It's nice. this, it's this tour where they're doing like anniversaries for two different albums. And so it was one of those like, oh, this is one that the real fans go to. <laughs> you know, fun stuff. That's wicked. Yeah. So I recommend it was a good time. So moving forward, we are getting into Epifat Month which was really divisive for a lot of people. People either loved it or hated it. Anyway, week 35, come on everybody for We Threw Gasoline on the Fire. Uh, week 36, Emotional on Purpose for Losing Must. Week 37, Peppermint for May 16th. And week 38, Telecaster Vision for And We Thought Nation States Were a Bad Idea. 
here we go. Again, four solid tunes mm-hmm. uh, of varying uh, genre. Mm-hmm. That, uh, that that first one, uh, very alty, very mid-tempo. I don't think we've heard mm-hmm. one like that in the batch yet. Uh, it felt really kind of late 90s to me, too, with the almost like kind of rappy uh, bit with, that was going on with the vocals in there. Yeah, when I, I've got the very like late 90s vibe off it, too. Like, it sounded... Okay, I don't know if anyone but me has listened to the entirety of Len's album. <laughs> I was just, that's exact. that's literally what I was thinking is I was like, I was like, I'm sure that Althea won't have heard any Len songs except Steal Your Sunshine. But honestly, their early material was so much more indie rock. And then they kept adding those kind of hip hop elements through yeah. the 90s. And yeah, that's, that's like literally exactly the band I was thinking of was Len. That's so funny. Good. I, I was... I was not expecting that to be your cut. I, this feels kismet. This is great. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> I, oh, so week 36, they're emotional on purpose. Definitely like an actual emo song. It's, it's <laughs> one of the, that's one of the top five themes, I think, yeah. for me too. Uh, the little like hoo-hoo kind of vocals. There's the cool uh, guitar lead. Yeah, it's just, it's just a really, really good theme, that one. Yeah. I also, in spite of the fact that we listened to it not five minutes ago, I have no recollection of 37. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, it, it, that, that one was sort of, that one felt like it was the end of a theme because it was just yeah. sort of like the three notes and then like it kind of trailed off. You know, I'm not, I'm not saying that it was like a low effort one, but yeah, I, it didn't, it didn't really stick with me either. Yeah. Um, it, I, it had the the problem of, I'm sure when it was on the episode, uh, what episode was that from? That was from May 16th. I'm sure within the episode, I either did not notice it or it was fine. Right. <laughs> but it, as far as this comp goes, it has the unfortunate thing of being right between that really good actual emo cover and the the very fun guitar-y one right after it. Yeah. Okay. So so now that now that um, we've established that we're working with at least some kind of like shared references here, who did Thirty Eight remind you of the most? Because I have a band in mind for that. 
I'm not certain. It really just felt vibe. What, what's your what's your call? Uh, other than the vocals, the, the guitar lines were very Franz Ferdinand. Yeah, um, I can see I, that. There was like I, what, what I was having this kind of sense memory when I was listening to those leads of like playing Guitar Hero. And it just felt like like, you know, you, like we got some indie rock song with like a cool little walk around the fretboard kind of lead part. And that that, yeah, reminds me of Franz Ferdinand a little bit. So, yeah, I was now that I think about it, what it really reminded me of was that one Portugal, the man album, not the one that has the songs people know on it. <laughs> the one with like everything you see someday I will take notes on what I think before I, I start talking, but <laughs> but it that guitar part actually reminded me a lot of the horn parts on In a Mountain Over the Clouds. Oh, cool. So is that is that title a uh, a neutral milk hotel riff? It might be. It yeah, could I'll... also be me misremembering the name of this album. I'm gonna look it up <laughs> real quick. I also I think that 38 might be the biggest disparity we've heard so far between the uh, kind of content of the theme and the song that it goes with, because that like very chill Franz Ferdinand kind of indie rock noodling at, you know, starting, starting off the propaganda episode is, is a pretty funny pairing. So, yeah. <laughs> okay. I was so close. It's in the mountain, in the cloud. Ah, there you go. Yeah. Again, I only have so much brain capacity. Oh, who, who um... can remember titles of anything? <laughs> It used to be something I was really good at. And then I, again, what with the pandemic, I stopped having opportunities to just make these sorts of references at people. And so I kind of lost it. Yep. <laughs> um, hence why I have a podcast now. <laughs> yeah, it's like, uh, it's, it's like learning to walk again after you've been bedridden for a little bit. You, you got to yeah. get your talking back. Like, like I... I do, in fact, know how to ride a bike, but it's going to take me a couple minutes, you know? Yeah. So uh, still still getting back some of those uh, deeper cuts. So the coming month here was homework month. Oh, um, right. Which had so many, I don't know, it seemed pretty clear to me what homework month was, but people did not. I don't know. This one also has several of my favorite titles coming up, or titles for the things. So week 39, Kings of Beatles for Anarchy in the UK. Week 40, Dump Pump for Rock the Casbah. Uh, week 41, Camp for Pet Cemetery, And week 42, New Formula, Old Taste for Suburban Home. Which is such a great title. I love that. <laughs> so, Do we want to do uh, the next one too? Because then we, the next block will be all, uh, what do you call it, Fest Month? Yes, we should. Week 43, always restrictions. Uh, the title on that is hiking. You are totally correct. Uh, forgot. I, I'm i totally no unfamiliar with Discharge, so I couldn't remember which one that was in, which I am certain I will be humiliated about admitting <laughs> later. But, you know. It's so. a safe space to admit you don't know bands. At least I'm, yeah. I'm treating it as one today, so... Well, plus, uh, through the beauty of editing, I can always make myself sound less dumb. Absolutely. So, uh, it's the beauty of being a uh, podcast host instead of a guest. <laughs> so, here we go.
song called 155. 40 i really love the harmonies on that mm -hmm. so nice uh, yeah but 41 is also in my top five uh, mm. with the whistling and the harmonica solo yeah and there's like there, there's something going on there. there there's the kind of jingling percussion that you can hear but then it sounds like they're almost doing uh, like in monty python and the holy grail with the the coconuts is there, yeah. there's some sort of like clop clop percussion sound in there too that i think is really cool and, and adds to that kind of uh uh campfire in the desert theme yeah the, there's definitely some like foley art going on in that one <laughs> or there isn't and they have just taken me by surprise 40 was kind of another actually 40 and 42 to a degree uh, were kind of like more examples of what we were talking about before with like those kind of faster kind of scrappier riffs and then the quote wimpy vocals over top yeah and something i particularly liked about 42 is uh, there's a line that people don't often find uh, as as whatever pop punk vocalist for me, which is that line between like delivering things in a very kind of snotty tone, but also in a melodic way. And I think that that the singing on that one really bridges that gap nicely in terms of like, it's got a bit of like a, a bit of an attitude, not like a fuck you attitude, but like a, a screw you attitude, maybe. Yeah. And and you know, but but that's like, uh, very kind of fun. Yeah, just just like wimpy vocals. And there's also a really different kind of guitar tone and production style on that one, I feel like versus most of the tracks that we've heard today as well. Yeah. And also something that I, I think is worth noting, and admittedly, we are sort of coming towards the end, but that was the 44th, <laughs> like the, or the 43rd. They had been doing this for a while and we're still coming up with like fresh ideas. Totally. I know in my experience of doing covers at one point, I was just like, mm, I do four things. <laughs> if it sounds good in one of those four things, then it'll be great. Yeah. The fact that all of these are both generally cohesive, like they all sound like split hair tunes, except when they're obviously trying for something different. Right. And none of them have been terrible. <laughs> like... No, and that's, it, it's exactly what you were saying before, where like, the, the, the quote, worst of the batch are unmemorable. And that's like yeah. the meanest thing that I can say is that they're unmemorable. And that's, that, that's, that's a pretty charitably mean thing to say, I feel like. Yeah. Well, <laughs> uh, particularly when we're talking about a comp that is, you know, 20 minutes of 15 second songs. Yeah, exactly. It's okay that some aren't memorable. <laughs>
Imagine how excruciating it would be if every song on short music for short people was good and you were just glued to it for the whole 90 minutes or whatever it is. Oh, I know. Full disclosure, the fact that that had to be uh, of, what was it, a four-part squeezy, something I like that? I think so. That's one of the reasons we're doing this in batches today. <laughs> um, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, uh, because, nice. again, while I love the split hairs and I'm sure that they will come uh, be discussed again on this podcast, I wasn't about to spend my whole life on that, so... Once again, uh, shout out Nick and Sam and Split Hairs who rule. I keep thinking their band has a Chris in it. It does not. Mm. It just seems like it should. Well, all, um, all bands seem like they should have Chris's. Even even female solo artists feel like they should be named Chris. It's true. So uh, let next set here. This was from uh, Fest Month, uh, Road to the Fest, which I did not think was nearly as bad as everyone else did. But maybe I just generally like things. I um, see. I, I yeah. I'm not. I I don't. I don't. I haven't thought anything was like bad. But but yeah. Just like not. Certainly not to my interest. Like I I've heard one hot water music song. I, I think I'd maybe heard like total. Let me let me just have a quick look here at at what the songs were for that one. Yeah. So it was uh, hot water music's trusty chords, uh, the Lawrence Arms, the Devil's Taken Names, uh, Revivers' Wrong Way One Way. And the Ergs pray for rain. Yeah, I had literally not heard any of those songs. <laughs> yeah. Fun fact about Trusty Chords. I did not hear that song until like two weeks ago. Mm. In spite of the fact that I did a cover. Right. And I also, and again, I mentioned this because I know that I was running out of steam. Like, I don't think I even listened to my cover after I recorded it. But they were still coming up with like, I don't know, good original songs each week. Uh-huh. So, props to them. Which... Okay, so the baseline from week 45 sounded like oh, something. It's so that good. I could I, not place. I, I didn't clock it as being uh, something else, but I definitely made a note because, yeah, that, that's a killer baseline, killer yeah. bass tone, great little theme there. Yeah. Just now, I was like, it, it feels like something else, but I couldn't place it. Yeah. That makes for interesting radio. Um, <laughs> I liked uh, 44 a lot too, a little bit kind of, we, we've heard a few themes today that are a little bit kind of harder than average, and that's one of them. And I also like that it's, I think if I was counting right, it's in three, but it's in kind of a weird feeling three. 
which is fun. And then, yeah, 46, unfortunately, was one of those ones that just kind of went by without leaving too much of an impact. But 47, I thought was really cool. A little bit, uh, a little bit more kind of indie rock, a little bit more, uh, that's what I'm looking for. Kind of a, kind of a hotter guitar lead, I feel yeah. like. Yeah. Yeah. 47 was uh, fine. I don't know. Again, not, <laughs> not super memorable, but uh, still good. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Again, I, there is nothing on here I don't like, so... Well, and, and even, even if there was something that was absolutely excruciating, you're going to be in and out in 17 seconds. So, you know. Yeah. <laughs> also, I like things that are challenging to listen to. So. Sure. Like uh, people always talk about how uncomfortable uh, Joseph's All the Small Things episode was. And while it was, I didn't think it was hard to listen to. No, um, I didn't. I didn't find it uncomfortable. I it just like, yeah. But again, I, Yeah. That, that that's something that like I, I could also talk to myself for hours uh, and in fact do at Same. home a lot so you know i get it <laughs> yeah rarely out loud but you know i do have the running commentary nice so next batch here this was no theme which decidedly did not have a theme week 48 diplomatic for everybody's down week 49 born for cute without the e Oh, born cute. That's cute. Anyway, week 50, acoustic piss <laughs> for good riddance time of your life. And week 51, smooth mop for Roger and me. That has to be out of order because I know good riddance was last. Uh. Anyway, that's, I guess if anyone with the ability to fix that is listening to this, you should do that. Um, <laughs> that said, I don't care that much. <laughs> so here we go. So I love that on that first one, there was a bit in which they were going to do spelling things and then just stopped. Right. <laughs> um, I I saw you chuckling during that. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good bit. I don't know. And uh, again, the, the acoustic one for Gogurdon's Time of Your Life felt uh, correctly saccharine. Um, <laughs> So, uh, yeah, acoustic piss was good. Of course, uh, I felt like 49 born also felt a little bit like piss, uh, like the the kind of original version of it. It starts yeah. in a very similar way, but then, you know, finds its way into being a different theme about three seconds in. 
And then, yeah, 48 did that thing that I was talking about again, I think, where uh, the the chords didn't resolve. And so I'm so I'm feeling itchy. <laughs> Beautiful. So the next set is the four for the decline, which are named Secretly American Quarterback Stairs in Need. I'll be real. I didn't listen to all the episodes of The Decline Burr because, A, I hadn't been familiar with the decline at all and b i don't know i was busy (laughs) had things to do yeah absolutely (laughs) so whether or not these are like good homages to it or whatever is kind of beyond me i don't i don't have 18 minutes to listen to something (laughs) as someone who really who as someone who regularly puts out 18 minute pieces of material that's very funny to hear from you oh i know (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um, yeah i think i have a or my taylor swift ep is nine tracks and i think 45 minutes Ooh. so you know nice anyway here we go That second to last one, I think, uh, is is one of my favorites. And coincidentally, it's from an episode I did not listen to. <laughs> um, but this set, again, I, I don't know how well they relate to the theme of the month, but I thought each of them were really interesting in their mm-hmm. own ways. I, I like the, like, the whisperiness of 52. Absolutely. It's, it's very tense and a little bit spooky in a way that most of the material we've heard today isn't. So that's a nice kind of contrast. Yeah, it's a really cool track. And yeah, and another example of that thing we were talking about earlier about, uh, you know, things that just couldn't exist without microphone technology. Yeah. But yeah, uh, the, the full 55, that's so good. That said, there is a bonus track on this album, which is the one that they did for all of Dry January. And then also some bonus themes. Mm. So I'll try those out here. This one's going to be the full like two minutes. So. Mm-hmm. Silence between bonus tracks. Yeah. 
Yeah. Bump it, be fat. No. Okay, all of those like bonus themes uh-huh. were individually either really funny or just really nice to listen to. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, it was. Uh, I, I loved. Uh, you know, I, it, it's clear that it's like these are the bonus themes for a reason because you're just kind of trying things out and yeah. you're trying out like you know the things that you would try out first, like reversing it or yeah. slowing it down or speeding it up. And yeah, I thought that that was really cool to hear like a sort of nightcore version and then like a, like a purple drank slowed and thawed version. Yeah, it was, uh, it was it was neat. And I also like that second last track, I think it was uh, something I don't hear often enough. And maybe this is just because I don't listen to very much indie rock is uh, like electric guitar songs that don't have drums. Those are always kind of cool to hear. That was that was one of those, or there was one of those yeah. in there, I should say. Yeah, I think there was also a guest vocal on one of those. Mm. Um, primarily because it didn't sound like either of the vocals. Maybe right. they just did uh, good voice manipulations. Who knows? But uh, yeah, those are all ones that I think are interesting, but I think would have been jarring for an episode. Mm-hmm. So. See, what's the thing that's making me uh, what's making me itch again right now is that going into this, I was sure I so I I have apparently made up my own bonus theme because I was sure that there was a theme that was in five, four that was like 155, 155, 155, 155. It was like, but apparently I made it up because I've been listening to 56 tracks here and I did not hear something in five, four that matched what was in my head. So I don't know where the hell that came from, but I guess, uh, you know, if you need a bonus bonus uh, because they decided to bring themes back, uh, Split Hairs, you're welcome to have that one, guys. Uh, Five, four. uh, Yeah, have have at it. (laughs) Excellent. Yeah. uh, There are definitely things that I think or themes that I had in my brain that like I knew weren't real, but like (laughs) I seem to remember the first time I was listening through this Remember thinking that there was a sort of like ABBA E1 in the bonus mm. themes? That's not true. <laughs> that's, well, that's from nowhere. That was just the thing I remembered that that isn't real. So maybe maybe they're doing it like Kanye and, and they just, just keep switching updating. up the track. Yeah, they just keep switching up the track list on us without without us knowing. So <sighs> that would be cruel. <laughs> <laughs> Well, at least we have a clear record of it at this moment. Mm-hmm. So any final thoughts about us comp or whatever? I guess for final thoughts, I would say that I have a huge amount of respect for Nick and Sam for putting together a song every week for the show and not dipping into their own well too much along the way. Like, you know, there, there was a couple things that were like similar ish, but for the most part, that was like, that was 56 pretty distinct themes. And that's there's a lot to be said for that. And and again, the worst thing I can say about any of them is that there were a few that were unmemorable, but not yeah. like not, not not catchy or or recorded shittily or badly performed or any of these other things, but just, you know, some of the other 55 songs grabbed me better. So Yeah. <laughs> Which again, uh it's a pretty good batting average, you know. Absolutely. Well, and, and also 
on top of that, they were both also submitting regular That's covers. right. Mm-hmm. And like Sam did a couple things for like comps I was putting together just out of the goodness of his heart. Nice. Um, and uh, generally split hairs, good dudes, total sweethearts, solid songs here. They did also come out with, it's not even an EP, it's a, or it's a thing called three that has two songs on it that came out with this that I have not yet heard that is going to be covered on a future episode of this. Yeah, I've decided to sort of, a a lot of people keep dropping like one-off covers, so I'm going to round those up. (laughs) Ah, that makes sense, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Again, I'm trying to do just a little bit of planning for a uh, podcast that I don't intend to have a regular release schedule. (laughs) But yeah. Uh, so Jordan thank you very much for uh being here today uh if you want to or if any of our listeners out here want to purchase the album you just heard it's at 155pod.bandcamp.com and then uh, Jordan do you have things you would like to plug Absolutely. So yeah, I, I do a show about a podcast about mental health and specifically discovering late in life that you have ADHD. That was a experience that my co-host Robbie and I had. Let me see here. I guess last or two Novembers ago now. And so, you know, I was 38, she was 53, and we're both kind of like, we'd both gotten diagnosed, I think, within like five weeks of each other. So it's basically kind of us like, catching up and, and talking about like, you know, the weird kind of challenges and and the, the, the good and the bad aspects of getting basically like a totally new outlook on your life and understanding of yourself, like pretty, you know, late into your life, you know, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm a fully grown ass adult. And you know, that this is something that is, it's, it's been really strange to kind of unpack all the ways that that has you know, affected my my life experience, but it's been, uh, you know, uh, a lot of people are, are finding it relatable and, and really enjoying it. And so I'm glad that us, you know, kind of getting raw and laying it all out bare is helping other people. So yeah, if you want to check that show out, you can check it out at anchor.fm slash holy shit, I have ADHD, or uh, that show is also on most podcast platforms, although you may have to censor shit if you are searching for it because of, uh, you know, how how that search field censorship works and then let's see here i also as i said or as you said up top i do image consulting work primarily for male clients but i do work with clients of all genders you can send me an email at jordanlane at protonmail.com if you're interested in working with me and then yeah i also do another uh, podcast occasionally called infinite horizons radio which is uh, sort of an improvised version of coast to coast am so it's it's like a late night paranormal call in show, except it's all made up on the fly and it's very, very funny. So, yeah, Infinite Horizons Radio, you can check out almost podcast flat platforms too. And yeah, let me see here. I think that is is about it for me. Yeah, that, that that's three plugs. That's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> doesn't, if I'm remembering correctly, doesn't Infinite Horizons also have the spinoff podcasts? Or... Well, yeah, sort of. Yeah. So, so I, I, I did, I did two things, let me see here, I guess this was two Octobers ago, I started doing a couple of shows, which was that one, and then another thing called uh, Meditation Morning, which was the same character basically doing like a semi-improvised guided meditation that was like, the goal with that was to make it very difficult to tell how sincere it was, 
And I think that I straddled that line pretty well. It's, it's, it's silly, but also, yeah, fun. I'm, <clears throat> excuse me. I may get around to doing more episodes of that at some point too, but uh, haven't, hasn't happened yet. I've been yeah. busy with other stuff this year. So it's all about irregular release schedules. Absolutely. Gotta keep them guessing. So, <laughs> uh, again, thank you so much for being on the show today. Uh, I very much appreciate it. Uh, yeah, that was a great f- conversation. Uh, thank you. And then again, for all of our awesome listeners, if you want to, uh, there will be links in the description for, I'm not going to say everything because I said a bunch of stuff today, but at minimum for this comp, I don't know how podcasters sign off in spite of the fact that I listen to a bunch of them, but I usually end Zoom calls with don't forget to like and subscribe. So uh, do that. <laughs> Thank you. And now we're going to stop that.